It's two, two sweet wrestling podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is May 14th. It is a special Monday edition, episode 19 of the Two Woo Wrestling Podcast. Yes, today we are talking about all in the sucker sold out in less than an hour. My goodness, I'm so excited about it that I had to do a special podcast for it. So, we're going to hop right on into it. You can find me on YouTube at OMG Corey B. Type it in the space bar and also you can find me on CastBox as well. I'll leave the link on the YouTube channel and on Twitter when I post this. So, this is amazing, first of all. Just downright amazing to see this thing. I'm coming home from Mother's Day. Uh, long Mother's Day. I didn't get to come home. And then the first thing I do is get on Twitter. And I see that hashtag all in is one of the top trends of worldwide. And I'm like, the first thing I thought was, oh, man, what didn't happen? I thought it's just immediately when I see something trending like that, I think something bad and having Twitter didn't done that to me, unfortunately. So I click on the trend and I see all in have sold out in less than an hour and my mouth just dropped. Like I wish them the best in this entire ordeal, but never in my wildest dreams did I see this selling out in less than an hour. People are already I mean, there's just people that said that they were going weeks ago said, nah, I didn't even have to have the opportunity to even get tickets. And I mean, just some of the, just some of the listed names, Okada, Omega, uh, Cody, The Young Bucks, uh, Skrull, uh, Hangman Page, Tessa Blanchard, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, Rey Mysterio. I mean, it's just going to be a fan fantastic event and I mean at at this point I'm wondering is it going to be on pay-per-view are we going to be able to stream it is it going to be on on a streaming service at the least I mean I'm wondering that for the people that don't even get a chance to see it alive so we're going to get right on into this and I mean the first thing I have written down here is alternative and Look, I know this is a one at this stage. This is a one off, but and I just recently said this last week. I hesitate to use the term revolutionary when it comes to wrestling. I think that gets thrown around way too much for my liking. I seen revolutionary back in the in the 90s, so I don't really like to throw it around. But this is revolutionary. And I like I said I don't even like to throw that word around. We're talking about three wrestlers, Cody and the Young Bucks, simply took on a challenge from Dave Meltzer, whether you think that was a real challenge or whatever, they took it on. They said, we're going to sell out a 10,000 seat arena, so they chose a seat center, and they did it. Three wrestlers, not Vince McMahon, not a wrestling promoter, these are not guys that have ventured off into promoting wrestling. They, have, they haven't ventured off from their wrestling co- careers into promoting wrestling into the business of wrestling. 
So these are the everyday guys selling this joint out with this idea, with Twitter, promoting this event. And I got to say down from my heart, I really appreciate that because one thing, I, I get excited about a few things in wrestling. I'm talking about legitimately really, really excited. But one thing that's at the total top is if you tell me that a brand outside of WWE did something huge. And I mean, that's not a slight on WWE. But the way I remember wrestling, the best wrestling ever was, was when there were options. And when other promotions were doing great things, that caused WWF to do great things. They couldn't just sit back and do the everyday thing and not do anything. Other promotions caused them to do great things. And I'm not saying this is a promotion, but this is a form of an alternative to where not many people are just out there selling out 10,000 seat arenas. Pretty much in nobody. And the Bucks and Cody just did it by themselves. And it is amazing. It is a revolutionary idea. We'll see where it goes from here. I'm going to get into that. And I just have the utmost respect for what these guys have done. So moving on, to be quite honest, I'm not comparing the two. Don't get me wrong. But... This puts me in the mind of Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 1. Or at the first WrestleMania, excuse me. Because not that I'm comparing the two. I'm just saying that Vince McMahon had a whole lot more reason to think that WrestleMania would succeed. And I, that's the untold story, to be quite honest. He had a whole lot more reason to think that that would succeed more than the Bucks and Cody Rhodes could think that they can just up jump up and just sell out a ten thousand dollar ten thousand seat excuse me arena because i mean vince mcmahon was a promoter vince mcmahon had hulk hogan for goodness sake and there was reason to believe that that wrestlemania could take off it was a risk don't get me wrong but not as much as a risk as some would have you to believe looking at the road, uh, Cody and the Young Bucks, I mean, what reason did they have, like, other than they just had confidence in themselves, and that's, that's really endearing to me, they just had this idea to where they were going to get wrestlers together, and they just had the utmost, utmost confidence that they would take on Dave Meltzer's challenge and get it done, and they got it done. And there were many skeptics about this, about selling out a 10,000 seat arena. And even my, even from me myself, I wasn't a skeptic. However, it was it was like I looked at this and I was like, man, I, I hope they do the best. But they, I, I kind of thought that they had to pull out all of the stops to do it or to come close to it. And to my surprise. They didn't have to pull out the stops because it sold out in less than an hour. Just tremendous. So I look at this and personally, the first thing that jumps into my head or the first thing that jumped into my head was, okay, they sold out. They sold it out in less than an hour. So 
This looks like it's gonna go well. They have the star cast, the podcast. That looks like that's gonna go well. Uh, the joint sold out in less than an hour. It's looking like with all these, all the talent that they have, it's gonna be an excellent show. And my thought process is, what's next? Like I'm a just in general in life, I'm a forward thinker. Like I like to think that okay, they had this success, so. How can they mount on this? This should not be a one-off thing. You know, confidence is a scary thing. And more, I relate that to a scary thing in sports. Like, when you have confidence that you can dominate your matchup, say like in, in basketball, when they're throwing everything at you, but you just have confidence that you can dominate your matchup, then... That other side has no chance. And when you know that you can dominate your matchup 100%, that other that other team has no chance. Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, they now have the confidence that they can sell out a 10,000-seat arena. And that's scary because they should be thinking, look, we can do this again. And the first thing that came into my mind was... Could Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks start their own promotion? So I looked into it and I thought about it and I thought about it. And the one thing, they have a couple of things going against them when it pertains to that standpoint. One, they're active wrestlers and they, it doesn't really seem like they want to give up what they do. And I mean, there's been some instances in wrestling history where active wrestlers were bookers of the promotion. And I don't think they want to do that. Of course, they could bring somebody else in and do it. But I don't really see that happening. And the biggest strike against them is obviously the most important thing in wrestling. And that's money. You got to have a huge financial backer to get this type of thing done. And from that standpoint, I don't think they can start their own promotion. But here is a groundbreaking idea. And... I already see the crossover happening with NWA, so I like that much. We have the NWA title on the line. Cody Rhodes wrestling for the NWA title. Or Rhodes wrestling for the NWA title. My goodness. But here's the groundbreaking idea. You run three of these in 2019. First, you see what the first one is going to look like. It, look, it's looking like it's going to be flat out amazing, to be quite honest. So, it's already looking like a home run here. So, how about you run three of these all-ins, whatever you want to call them, next, come next year. And, see, what the thing is, what you have to do is that you have to avoid WrestleMania season and you have to avoid SummerSlam the month of August so that can be done all you have to do is this you run next year next year's event in June that can be the summer kickoff for June you run it in June then after that you run you wait three months and then you hit it back on September, excuse me, September, the month that they're going for this year. That's really in the dead part of WWE football season is starting up. That's when like WWE just gives up. 
So you run it in September and you run the last one in December. That can be the biggest joint, the biggest show of the year for them. That could be Starcade for them. Starcade used to run the biggest event for WCW and NWA used to run in December. Well, back in, at least when WCW got a hold, so it used to run in December. That could be their biggest event. They could build to it by the first two pay-per-views because obviously they don't have week-to-week television, so they can't build to it from there. Obviously, they could mention it on other people's air, like they're on Ring Around or somewhere. They can mention All In or whatnot. They already got fans speaking it to that point. They already got fans at Ring of Honor events chanting all in, all in, all in, which is so cool. And I mean, back to the, not to diverge from the point, they could use these all in events to build to this third event in December, which would be their, their huge event, could be the huge event of the winter. And I think it would sell out like bonkers. They can already, it's already been proven that you can sell out a 10,000 seat arena. So you just got to market it just like they did this year. Come next year, whether it be January, February, you start marketing the idea that we're going to do this again. Or from that standpoint, you can market that at the end of the show this year that they'll be back next year. And let all of that hype and momentum build up all the way up until June. And trust me, another arena, you find another 10,000 seat arena, whether it be wherever, you cover all bases, and then you'll sell that out and you'll use that to build to September. And then you'll use those two events to build to December. So that would be a huge idea huge money making idea and I hope they go with that going forward next up I didn't really think that this would be a topic of discussion but the haters like I was completely shocked when to see that this wasn't a 100% rah 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 thing from wrestling fans like there are people out on twitter trying to tear this thing down like like i don't understand the thought process of wrestling fans sometimes like okay i understand when people get mad about wrestling storylines and think okay this doesn't make sense i think this should go this way or that way and I understand that. I do that all of the time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You get to voice your opinion on wrestling storylines. That's just fine. But to say that three guys, Cody Rhodes, the grandson of a plumber man. Sorry, when I hear Cody Rhodes, I think about his father. And the Young Bucks, one of the more well-known tag teams in all of wrestling. Those three wrestlers had this initial idea it turned into a thing and the thing sold out in less than an hour how could we not as wrestling fans be anything but supportive in any given way like if you don't get the chance to watch it or go to it i mean just tweet out support to it or any type of thing how could we not support this thing as a whole 
I mean, and I talked about this in one of my recent podcasts months and months ago. Some of this falls on brand allegiance, where people people are dead set on supporting WWE to the fact that when something like this happens, when you pull in a 10,000-seater, people will tear it down because it's not WWE. And I don't understand that. And that's not for everybody. There are people that are tearing it down that are not just brand allegiance to WWE. That doesn't have to be the case. But I don't understand in general why anyone would hate on this because, I mean, they're using all of the top wrestlers, big names coming in doing this, and they're doing a crossover with NWA. NWA, that is a prime opportunity. I'm happy for Billy Corgan. That does them a lot of good as well to cross over into this. And they're doing a lot of things right and I don't understand the hate in this whatsoever. I'll never get it. They're not trying to put somebody out of business. They're providing other opportunity and alternative, at least for one night, as it stands for right now. Hopefully, it's more than one night. Going court for wrestlers. It's a wrestler built event. I don't think I've ever seen this. 30, 30 something, close to 30 years of watching wrestling. I don't think I've ever seen just wrestlers build up an event and pack out a 10,000 seat arena. And people hate on Twitter being a thing in wrestling. And like, to be quite honest, I don't think if Twitter was around, I don't think this thing would have sold out because I don't think they could have promoted it as well as they promoted it without social media. So this is one of the rare instances where social media was a huge help in turning a revolutionary idea in wrestling into a huge thing which turned into a sellout. So, this has been a huge thing, your tweets and Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks idea and it is just fantastic and I don't understand why people are hating on it whatsoever. So, moving on. On the last topic, we're going to talk about the scalpers. I've seen that people were complaining that uh, they couldn't get tickets and whatnot, and that the scalpers are, they bought tickets and they have upsold them, are upselling them, excuse me, for thousands and thousands of dollars. And I look at the situation, and while it's not, look, I look at it, and it's not the most moral of things to do it's not cool for scalpers to do that because people really want tickets and they can't get them but i look at it and it was around 100 and something tickets that got taken so it's not like the, the scalpers hit thousands gotten to the thousands range of tickers tickets excuse me and i also look at it from the standpoint of this look that's the way of of the world to be quite honest when it comes to sport events people buy super bowl tickets and nba finals tickets all the time and then just upsell upsell those suckers for thousands of dollars it's not fun it's not moral but i mean hey it is what it is so looking at the people that didn't get a chance to get tickets and people are already saying look i'm not gonna be out here paying $8,000 for a ticket, and I don't blame you whatsoever. 
I mean, at this point, the only thing I could say towards that, if you want to try to combat that and still get a ticket, is to wait all the way up until the end, all the way up until very days before All In to see if those prices drop. Now, that's not the prime opportunity for if you're trying to plan something out and get a hotel and whatnot. Obviously, you can't do that. It'll be pretty much impossible because you're just waiting to see if the price will drop. I say just wait to see if the price drop because maybe somebody will get antsy. Maybe one of these scalpers will get antsy who has these tickets for $8,000, $7,000. Maybe they think that nobody will buy them and maybe they will drop the price significantly. So whatever websites you're going on, maybe it's StubHub. I think they, people were saying StubHub was the website that they were going on, they saw these secondary tickets on the secondary market. So keep an eye on that. Maybe you'll get tickets for significantly less than what they are trying to upsell you for. So as for my general thoughts on this, I just think it's flat out amazing. Like I said, I said it earlier that three wrestlers could pull this off with wrestlers just getting the word out to other wrestlers, just getting the word out on Twitter. Who ever thought that they could actually pull this off and pull it off in less than an hour? And I think wrestling promotions all over the world should I should at least have an eyebrow raised to this. Like, okay, look, they actually pulled that off. Who knows what could happen in the future? I hope they build on this momentum in the future because this could be a huge thing in the sport of professional wrestling. And I'm interested. They have me very interested to see what happens next. They have me very interested to see how the matches will align on this pay-per-view because we have a huge set of names, a huge card. I just want to know what the matches will be. So it's very much a new thing, and I'm very glad to be a part of to be a part of it, to be a fan at the time, to see a bunch of wrestlers pull this off. So I'm very excited. Tell me, what do you think about All In? Uh, What do you think about it? Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? I don't see why you would hate it again. But tell me, what what do you think about it overall? Who who are you more interested to see? Who are the wrestlers that you're most interested to see in this card? Let me know all of your thoughts on All In. And...